The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the Town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Community Conversations on the BMC Podcast Network. I'm your host, Roger Colton. The Belmont Housing Authority provides stable, affordable housing to hundreds of Belmont residents. Jackie Martin, Executive Director of the Housing Authority, leads that effort. Jackie joins us today to talk about what is involved with being Belmont's largest landlord. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, Jackie, before we get started talking about the uh, the Housing Authority, can you tell us uh, a little bit about uh, your journey in life? How did you sure. come to Belmont? Yep. So I was born and raised in Chelmsford. I went to UNC Charlotte for college. When I came home from college, I had the opportunity to work at a local housing authority um, in the tenant selection application role. Um, from there, it really sparked a passion for me. Um, I saw what great things the housing authorities do. Um, from there, I was able to obtain a position doing Section 8 housing for about five years while I was going to school at night to obtain my law degree. Um, I decided to go forward with a law degree by seeing our in-house counsel and the, what he was able to do to help people and also help the housing authorities, and I thought it would be a good use of my skills to obtain the further education. Um, from there, I uh, quit to take the bar exam. Passed on the first time and went into private practice for a little while, but really was not feeling fulfilled. I really have a passion for public housing, and I was able to join the Revere Housing Authority as their director of housing management, and I was working with tenants, and from there, there was an opportunity here in Belmont, um, and I'm very thankful to the board for putting their trust in me to run the day-to-day -day operations of our And you've been here. in Belmont for right at a year now, 11 months? A, yeah, 11 months, just about a year. Well, welcome to Belmont. Thank you. It's coming so, fast. <laughs> someday you'll lose the uh, the moniker being the new director, yeah. right? Yeah, someday. <laughs> I, I don't know when that uh, that happens, but uh, uh, Dave Rogers uh, is still the, our new state representative, and he's been our state representative for five or six years mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the... Uh, the, the Belmont Housing Authority, let's, uh, I don't want to get into the real weeds, mm -hmm. but uh, how many units uh, of housing do you administer? Okay. Um, the Belmont Housing Authority is comprised of five members of local residents um, that make up our board. They are, in essence, the Belmont Housing Authority. Um, our portfolio includes 154 conventional Chapter 667 senior and elder housing, so those are your Sherman Gardens and Waverly Oaks developments. And then we have 100 units of family housing under the Chapter 200. 50 are two bedrooms and 50 are three bedrooms. So for a total of 254 conventional. In addition to that, we also have a duplex that has four bedrooms per each um, for a total of eight um, through the Department of Mental Health on Clark Lane. Um, we have 47 Section 8 federal vouchers. And then we just obtained nine additional alternative housing vouchers um, for a total of 10. So there's a real mixture, really. Mm -hmm. There is housing for the aged, there's family housing, mm -hmm. there's disabled housing, and there are both Section 8 vouchers, which means that those can be used for housing units other than units owned 
by the Housing Authority itself. Do, you, do I remember that correctly? Yep. So Section 8 vouchers, the Housing Choice Voucher, can be used anywhere in the United States. Um, they're mobile. They move with the resident, whereas public housing, the subsidy is with the unit itself, and people move in and out. Is there any way to uh, to characterize uh, uh, who lives I in public housing? Um, I mean, it's it's your neighbor, it's your family member, um, it's for whatever it may be. For is it, whether it was you know they've retired and now they're on a fixed income and can't afford their previous, whether it was a divorce, you know, or other um, means beyond their control, such as someone got sick or whatnot. Um, but it's it's. It's, it could be us. You know, one life event changes it, and it could be us that needs the assistance. And even though you listed, I'll use a term of art here, a whole bunch of, uh, of housing units, mm -hmm. um, given the need, mm -hmm. that number of units really isn't very big. No. Uh, the need f far outstrips the, the available units, the available number of units you have. Correct. Um, currently on our waiting list, we have about 1,500 applicants for between both the family and the um, elderly. About 500 of those are for elderly disabled housing, and the remainder is for family housing. Wow, 1,500 applicants, and you've got... Uh, 254 units. Uh, it, it, do you ever put a time? I mean, do people stay on that waiting list? Uh, I, are, or does the waiting list turn over? So I, I'm trying to get my hand. Yeah. Does that mean people can wait for 10 years for, for public housing at the Housing Authority? Yes, and that, that's across you know, Massachusetts, um, in part due to you know, rents rising quicker than our living wage. Um, but we do ha do an update every two years, so we make sure that people are still active on the list and, and want to be on the list. Um, and, and people need to respond so that way we know we have the right addresses and we can come in contact with them when it is time or when they're nearing the top of the list. Um, but yeah, we, we do have a significant wait all across Massachusetts. What do people do wh while they're, they're waiting? Mm -hmm. I, if people need to be uh, in public housing and yet they're on the waiting list, what do folks do in the meantime? Yeah, so the way that the waiting list works is that there's priorities and then there's preferences. So a priority um, are set out by regulation and all, all state-aided housing follows the same priorities. Um, so if someone qualifies for an emergency, they will jump the list even though someone has been on the list for a while. Sure. But they have to be able to substantiate it with the verification that shows that they meet the criteria in order to do so. Um, from there, if you have different preferences. So if you live in Belmont, if you're a veteran in Belmont, you're going to jump the list behind. It goes emergencies, transfers, and then your applicants. Um, okay. So it'll, it helps, you know, house certain individuals. But unfortunately, you know, it's up to the individual family or elder to um, support themselves while they're waiting for this. So sure. you, you have seniors that work longer, even though they have health issues because they can't support or they, they don't have the option to retire. Um, you have families where, you know, they're not quite sure where their kids are going to stay at night, you know, and, and that really affects children's uh, education and, and, you know, can really make an impact on, on what someone does with their life. Now, is there a difference uh, between family housing and the housing for the, the aged, other than, uh, obviously, the, uh, the age of the people living in those mm -hmm. units? Are, are they different kinds of units? So our Chapter 667 housing, which is our elder disabled, are all one-bedroom units. So we don't have any 
other options. So if, if you are over the age of 60 or you're disabled according to the Social Security Disability Act um, and you require a two-bedroom, then you would have to apply as a family So it, it because you don't have a two-bedroom option. Um, you're going to see seniors that are over the age of 60 80, make up 86.5% of our portfolio. And then the other 13.5% are young disabled, meaning that, again, they're under the age of 60 and that they qualify as disabled under the Social Security Disability Act. My understanding of Belmont is that Belmont is a state housing authority. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, uh, that it is not supported with HUD funds. With federal dollars, it's supported uh, with state dollars instead. Is that understanding correct? Yes. So uh, am I drawing a meaningful distinction? Yeah. So um, there's state-aided public housing, and then there's federal-aided public housing. Um, Belmont's portfolio is made up of the conventional housing is all state housing. Um, the only federal funding that we get is for the Section 8 vouchers, um, which is a very small program in comparison to other housing authorities' voucher programs. Um, so we, it, we are primarily, we are state-funded. Um, and the state funding is a little bit different than in HUD. So well, my understanding is that it's uh, a little bit more, in fact, strike the word little bit, it, that it is quite a bit more difficult to be a state-funded housing authority than it is to be a, a federally-funded housing authority. It is. Um, the funding is, the levels are very different. Um, so, you know, we do the best we can with what we have um, to maintain our units, um, so that way they're around in order to assist people and, and continue, you know, to be there and be available um, given the limited. Um, we do, are, we are very thankful to have the support of the town through the community preservation funding um, to help us with some of the capital improvement projects um, and, and looking at redevelopment and such as well. So that, that is an addition to the subsidy that we earn. It's not for operations, but it, it does help the agency. Now, you talk about working with the town uh, and having access to CPA uh, funds, Community Preservation Act funds. Mm -hmm. uh, the Housing Authority is a little unique uh, in that it's a, a state agency and not a, an agency of uh, the municipal government. Mm -hmm. Do I have that correct? Yeah, we're like a quasi-governmental agency. We are our own independent body compared to... We're not oh, so you're not even really a state agency. We we are in that we're we're fun, we are a government agency. We're tax exempt, um, but our funding comes from multiple sources. So that's what they call quasi. Um, it's not just state. It's not just federal. It's not just municipality. Um, you know, in order to bring in public housing to begin with, it was something that the residents of the town of Belmont back in the 40s, you know, took a look at and decided to move forward with. But it, it is, um, the housing authority is different from the school department or the yes. rec department in that you're not part of the infrastructure Correct. of town government as town government. Mm -hmm. Correct. Our funding, we don't, our funding and our budgets are, are completely separate. Do you get town funding? Oh, other than CPA? We get the, yeah, we get the community preservation support. Um, and, and, you know, they, the town is works with us to support our residents. Um, they're, very, they're very helpful. You know, we, we refer people out to um, NAVA over at the Council of Aging and Janet Amder, who's a social worker, because we don't have one on staff. Um, you know, we work with the municipal light department. We work with 
um, the town, the DPW. Um, so we're very supported within the town, um, but we are separate entities. Can you give us um, a primer uh, on how rents are set? Mm -hmm. Because people need to be income eligible to uh, to be a resident uh, of uh, Belmont Public Housing Authority. Yep. So the income eligibility is higher than what many people um, probably assume. Uh, I think that there's a misnomer that we have a lot of um, residents that are strictly on welfare. Um, we have a lot of working families and a lot of um, elders that may have some kind of asset. Um, and the way that the calculation is calculated is we look at what is countable income and then on the senior development, they pay 30% of their countable income. And on the family side, they pay 27% because they also pay additional utilities such as gas and electric. Uh, if I can go back for a minute, mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think, I just heard you say that the perception that housing authority residents are necessarily very low income or uh, mm -hmm. uh, welfare uh, recipients is an incorrect uh, observation. Yes, I mean, we, we have some people that sure. do um, receive benefits, but we also have a lot that are working, especially in the family developments. You know, you have single moms or even, you know, two-parent families who are working 40 hours plus, maybe sometimes two jobs, just to try to support their family, and it still can be tight when you're paying the 27% of your income towards rent. Um, so, you know, the rents are still... 30% of your, your, your rent, yes. that you, or your income that you take in. So, um, you know, sometimes rent, they do have trouble paying the rent. And then, you know, we're able to um, connect them with other resources in the communities that may be able to assist or, you know, referral to the Belmont Food Bank or, or things like that. So we do our best to support the residents in whichever ways we can. Um, but we don't have a social worker on staff. So it really, we're thankful that we do have others in the community that we can reach out to and, and make sure that our residents are getting supported. And I hadn't thought of the connection between the Council on Aging mm -hmm. and the Housing Authority. Can, yeah, can you give us an example of how you collaborate with the Council on Aging? Yeah, so um, actually one of our board members, Thomasina Olson, is on the, the uh, Council, on, Council Aging. on Aging board as well. Um, and so that's a great resource because she knows what's going on with both agencies. Um, we refer out for, you know, whether it's somebody that might need um, just additional assistance with, you know, laundry or to live in, in public housing, you have to be able to live independently or to do so with services. And we can't provide those services, but, you know, NAVA or Springwell are able to step in and, and help. Um, they, they also, we have a Na the vendor. NAVA is the director Sorry, of the yes. Council on Aging. Yes. Um, and, and just the entire Council on Aging. Yes. Um, the, we have a bus that picks up our residents that is the builder bus from the Council on Aging um, that picks up our residents and helps them get to the food banks. And, you know, so there's a lot of cross-support, and it's, it's to the benefit of our residents, and we're very thankful for it. Now, when I introduced you, I introduced you as the, uh, as the town of Belmont's largest landlord. Yes. It, it, that's true. I believe so. I, I think uh, it, it is. Yeah. Well, with uh, three or 400 units, mm -hmm. uh, I can't imagine anybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what's it like to, to be a landlord? Or do you feel like you're a landlord? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge responsibility. I take it very seriously. Um, you know, it's, 
we're doing we're we're providing a basic necessity, and in in by providing that basic necessity, um, either we're allowing seniors to not have to choose between rent and food and medicine, or it's a family that you know the the child doesn't have to worry about sleeping in a car, or you know it's a family where you have somebody that had a sick dad that came in as an emergency applicant was housed, and the father ends up passing away, traumatic enough as it is. But now the family doesn't have to worry about where they're going to sleep at night. They have steady housing. Um, so, and, and as the day-to-day administrator, mm-hmm. it, and it's easy to talk about the uh, easy. I don't know if that's the right word, <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting to to talk and think about the need for affordable housing. Mm-hmm. But you really have to deal with the mm-hmm. day-to-day aspects mm-hmm. of. Uh, maintaining the quality of the housing. Mm-hmm. I, I assume that if uh, somebody's sink backs up, you get a phone call. Oh, yeah. if, we have time uh, for our maintenance, yeah. Uh, so you really take care of the, these mm-hmm. hundreds of units of housing to make sure that they're staying quality housing. Yep, so we're tasked with the uh, maintaining the housing so that it's preserved so that way it, it is still available in 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, in the other way, we're also tasked by um, the program regulations and making sure tenants are following the lease. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is evict someone. It's the worst part of the job. Um, but you, you try to work as collaboratively as you can with the residents in order to make sure that they can preserve their tenancies um, and, and that they're following the lease and everyone is able to live in a safe, secure, sanitary manner. And do you, well, of course you have opinions. Do you, do you have an opinion you care to share about um, why it's important to provide uh, affordable housing. And let me tell you, the the question behind the question there is, I used to be the chair of the Belmont Housing Trust, Mm -hmm. which is charged with uh, developing affordable housing in Belmont. So I have strong political beliefs or strong principles uh, Mm -hmm. on this. But Mm -hmm. why why is it important to have Mm -hmm. affordable housing? Again, I mean, housing is a basic necessity. You have uh, residents that grew up and, and lived in Belmont their entire lives who, for one reason or another, may not be able to continue to live here because they can't afford it. Uh, you have seniors who you know, need to retire or, or need suitable housing, and they can't do it because of medical issues. Or you have families who need that support and that steady environment in order to be able to focus on other things in life and, and really... Uh, you know, it, it's a basic necessity. Uh, housing, water, food, basic necessities. And we talk about the the benefits flowing to the residents of the housing authority. Do, mm-hmm. Does the town receive benefits uh, back, I- in your opinion? Absolutely. And I'm not talking about dollars, yeah. uh, but... Absolutely. I mean, they're members of the community, just like, just like anybody everybody else. Everybody else. Yep. They have something to offer. They, you know, they do provide great things. And, the, and I think the, the hardest part about public housing is that there's that misconception that there's a lot of bad within public housing. And it's that you don't really get to hear the good stories because we preserve the privacy and in in, in whatnot for the individuals that have those success stories or that have done really well. You know, they don't make it into the paper, but the bad stuff can, and in in that's, the, you know, th- that's the taste that sometimes people get, and it's not. We have so many great residents that do lots of great things that, you know, work hard, have great jobs, and they just for one reason or another can't support a family, even on that. You know, the wages and the in, just in Boston in general, and in, in Massachusetts in general, our rents are so high, 
and, and to even if you're working a full-time job and, and if you're a single parent you can only work so many hours or you need child support child care and um, it, it, it allows people to to live it allows them to have a life to raise their families to you and know to become retire. a part of the community absolutely the yeah. uh, um, is there in your opinion a a, a mission I don't know if mission is the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, step away from Belmont in particular here, but for public housing mm-hmm. uh, in general, I- is that the mission to let let people not worry about where they're going to lay their head and to become a part of the community and mm-hmm. to uh, become a part of the fabric of the community? Absolutely. Am I putting words in your mouth? You're I not, don't mean no, to. No, you're not. It, it is. It's you know to provide safe, sanitary housing for, for residents so that or for anybody um, so that way they can be members of the community so that way they can have that basic necessity met. Um, you know, 30% of income when you're not making a lot of money is still a lot of money to you. Um, it's still choosing between, you know, some of the extras and, and you know, whatnot. But it's, it's, an, it's, a, great, it's a great feeling yeah. to know that you've making it, you're making an impact. And if you can make an impact in one child's life or one senior who, you know, has worked really hard their entire lives and, you know, is, needs to retire due to medical, it, it makes such a difference. And it, it, that's, the, that's the feeling that you don't get when you're in private practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's really, we do great things. I don't see this as a job. I see it as a passion. And it, it's, it's a wonderful feeling when you know what, even if it's not, you know, especially when it's not shared with the, the whole community, when you know that you've made that impact, it's a great so, feeling. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, let's say I'm a typical Belmont resident, and uh, the statistics show that just this year, the average home value in Belmont uh, mm-hmm. uh, hit a million dollars. So I'm living in a million-dollar home. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- uh, why should I think about Belmont, the Belmont Housing Authority, mm-hmm. or about BHA tenant, or should I? Maybe it's a little maybe it's not necessarily a good <laughs> yeah. thing. Well, I mean, I think you know. Again, I think that anybody at any time could find themselves in the position where they need the assistance of public housing, uh, whether it's a divorce, a death, a um, health issue, whether it's your health issue, a child's health issue. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen that can that can change your position quite quickly. Um, that being said, also, it's great to be able to help those who are a little less fortunate, those who need the assistance, to make sure that you know everybody has that safe spot in the community. And, and you know, the, the housing production plan that was um, conducted by the housing trust um, shows that there's a significant need in Belmont for additional public or additional affordable housing units whether for that's both families and the aging yes yeah yep. so well uh, let, let's change uh, uh, directions mm-hmm. uh, here for a minute the the housing authority units here in Belmont they must be getting pretty old right I mean veteran uh, what I still refer to as veterans village yep. the the family Belmont housing village, yep. <laughs> Belmont village was built right after World War II yes it was built in the late 40s uh, so it, do you have, do you find yourself having physical challenges, mm-hmm. not from the perspective of the tenants, yep. but from the perspective of the units mm-hmm. themselves? Yep. So again, because we're state funded, our funding is not as, um, significant as the, if we were funded by HUD. Um, but recently 
we have been able to use the community preservation funds to for a, a large rewiring project of all the electrical upgrades, sure. um, which was very helpful um, because that helps preserve the housing. It, it's helping to preserve and make sure that the building does not have an electrical fire or something like that. Um, so our buildings are aging. The whole DHCD portfolio is aging because the, they had a push in the 40s, they had a push in the 70s. So all that housing is 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 aging. Uh, we get formula funding, uh, which does help with our capital projects. And again, the community preservation funds um, has assisted us or give us funds to um, look at potentially redeveloping Sherman Gardens. Um, that is a 80 unit senior elder disabled building. Um, it is 40 walk up units and it's about six, 13 to 16 stairs per walk up. Um, so when you're aging in place and you're having to bring up laundry and groceries, it can be oh, and taxing. then needing to go up sixteen stairs. Yeah, it's yes, and and that's those when, don't go together well. No, um, and and <laughs> so we're what we're doing is we are in the process of obtaining a consultant to assist us in doing the very beginning search, the be, very beginning of a redevelopment, which is looking at your title search, your environmental review, making sure that it's even possible to have some type of project on that land going forward. Um, so that's it's very basic, but that's where we are with the Sherman Gardens redevelopment, um, looking at Sherman Gardens redevelopment. And then from there, um, you know, over at our other development, we also only have three ADA accessible units in our entire portfolio um, for wheelchairs. And then out of the three buildings we have, only those first floors, the, the main floors are first floor accessible. So if someone does need stairs, we are limited um, because we have a lot of senior elder disabled units that require stairs. Some more stairs than others, but still stairs. So you're, are you doing better than making do? Or are you thriving, would you say? I or are you? We're doing what we, we're doing the best we can with what we have to preserve okay. our, our, our units. Um, we really, Especially in the family units, you're, you're seeing the age, um, you know, and we're seeing that also in the in both developments. So in our entire portfolio, um, you know, there are significant upgrades and, and significant additional units would be an amazing thing to be able to bring to Belmont. I, I have one last question, and, mm -hmm. and we're running short of time. Oh, wow. I, I don't know if this is an, even an answerable question, but... Mm -hmm. On the one hand, I hear the passion in your voice when you talk about what you do. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I hear you talking about the challenges, which are real challenges, real-world challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, is your job fun? I get or a fulfilling? Yeah, Maybe I, fulfilling more fulfilling, than fun. Yeah. I, I enjoy what I do. I, there's never a Monday morning that I'm not looking forward to coming in. Um, we And again, as an executive director or as a housing authority, we're on call 24-7. So it's not a 9-to-5 job by any means. Um, but it's one that I'm very passionate about, one that I get a lot of fulfillment from. Um, it's knowing that you're making an impact it makes you want to work harder. And, and you keep just you know doing what you can to really better the, the developments, physical property, as well as the, the experience for the residents. Um, so it, it's... It is a challenge, but you know you rise up to meet it, and, and it feels good when you when you overcome, and then you just move on to the next. So, um, again, you know I'm so thankful for our board. Uh, we have um, Tommy Olson, Chuck Laverty, Donna Brescia, Ann Mann, and 
Gloria Leipzig, um, who has been instrumental also in the redevelopment, um, working with the Housing Trust and being a member of the Housing Trust, as is um, Tommy. So um, I'm thankful that they've entrusted me with their um, support and to run the day-to-day -day operations. So I'm, I'm very thankful to be here, and I, I really love what we do. And, you know, with the limited staff and the limited funding, you know, I think we're You we're do really good doing things. It. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we have been uh, talking with Jackie Martin today, uh, the ex uh, executive director of the Belmont Housing Authority. Welcome to Belmont, Thank by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, coming up on her one-year anniversary as mm -hmm. the executive director of the Belmont uh, uh, Housing Authority. It has been great fun to uh, talk mm -hmm. with you today. And I appreciate your taking time out of mm -hmm. what I can only imagine is an extraordinary mm -hmm. uh, schedule to come over here to the studios to talk with us uh, and, today. And I appreciate the invite. I really have enjoyed our conversation as well. You've been listening to Community Conversations. You can stream Community Conversations online at the BMC Podcast Network by going to belmontmedia.org. And you can also find Community Conversations at the BMC Podcast Network through iTunes. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your Community Conversations host, Roger Colton. I will talk with you again next week.